Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. If you had uttered one thing that Dave gave an idea he would change the whole show. Let's cancel that. Let's. Martha said that. Let's bring in a horse. Can we? How fast can we get a horse? That's right. And everything would just change on the drop of a dime of whatever you said. I don't know if the other shows really are like that. Paul Schaefer is best known as the musical director, band leader, and sidekick for both David Letterman's late night talk shows, which ran from 1982 to 2015. Outside of television, Paul is a talented singer, a composer, an actor, and a comedian. Paul and I got to know each other during my close to 50 appearances, can you believe that, with David Letterman over the years. Some call Paul the greatest sidekick in television, and it's a pleasure to have him here with me at my farm. Welcome to my podcast, Paul. Martha, I couldn't be more thrilled to be here uh, at your modest little pad. Right. Uh, that you have up here. It's absolutely fantastic. And I was just saying that um, I'm thrilled to see that all the buildings are in Bedford Gray. Yes. <laughs> so I can confirm that. Yes, she actually does use the color exclusively. Yep. Now, it's, it brings me to a question, and, and I, know, I realize it's not my show. You can it's ask yours, me all the questions you want. this has been fascinating me since I read that you have opened a restaurant on the Strip in Las Vegas. Called the Bedford. Exactly, yeah. Well, first question, is it Bedford Gray? Uh, much of the interior is Bedford okay. Gray. It's a replica of my house, my house that I you ha, you haven't come in yet. You 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 were invited for coffee, but we we kind of ran out of time. You'll come back up there. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a really fun project, and I I would love to replicate a smaller version of it here in Bedford. Yeah. called the Bedford, but I don't know if that'll happen happen or not. Well, but, what kind of menu is it? Oh, it's all my recipes. It's uh, recipes that you would love, recipes that I've served at my homes uh, forever. Perfect. Uh, all perfected for restaurant service, of course, and uh, and it's doing well. Yelp gave it five stars. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, so why we're not? all excited. I will, of course. We're anyway, all Anyway, Ma, congratulations on that. Thank you. Well, anyway, I just want you to know that um, the greatest sidekick in television – how did your tenure with David Letterman, who, by the way, is and was my favorite late night host, and I shouldn't really say that out loud, but, but you know, I love all the other guys too. But my favorite thing to do was David Letterman. 
I always had fun. I always loved seeing you and your and your band. And I always I always talked to you and I always waved yes, to you. Yes, you did. You sure and, did. And uh, and your music was always just like so invigorating and so uh, such a great introduction to each segment on David Letterman. So um, so it was. And I uh, guess we probably played you on with Martha, my dear, by the sometimes be- you did the Beatles. Yes, well, you know, sometimes. the most obvious. But how did your tenure with David begin? This is. <laughs> Well, this is a just, long story. Just like you, it was um, it was so much fun because he, I agree with you. Although he and I both idolized Johnny Carson, of course, and that was David's model. And we, he didn't make any secret of that. He, Johnny showed us all how to do it. But David, I think in combining it with a, more of a Saturday Night Live type of nuttiness, um, took it to another level. You know, I never got to be on Johnny Carson, so I never got to experience that that uh, genius. I was on Merv Griffin, which was right. like the competitor, yeah, uh, to to Johnny. But but I regret that so much because uh, I loved watching his show too. And, and uh, what we what he used to say, and uh, and it was true if you watched it, was that uh, if he made his guests look good. People would be talking about his show the next day. You know, did you see who Johnny had on that? And I, to him, that was the key, and of course, so important. And the key is of those late night hosts to make the guests look good, sound interesting, make sure that they are promoting their latest work. And uh, and I, and it's a hard job because mm-hmm. because uh, you have to you have you do have to make them look good. And David always made me look good, and we always had fun. And I think I think he helped really build my brand in, in his way. That's nice of you to say. I he would be proud and thrilled, and I think it's true too. You were such a presence on the show. You were his one, certainly one of his favorites, but, maybe his favorite. But you were his favorite sidekick. Well, you know, he just um, were we you, hit were, it off right weren't away. Weren't you the first really famous band leader? Or who? Uh, who, who what, what's the genre of well, band leader? Well, as we look back, and when we see, you know, Johnny Carson's last was Doc Severinsen, right? Uh, and but before that, who did he have? He had got Skitch Henderson. These guys all had names because, after all, they were on every every, every single night. night. But I got to be not. I sort of uh, was Skitch and Ed at the same time. I because he didn't have an Ed. He didn't have an announcer sitting right by. So I used to say, "I'm a combination Doc and Ed, i.e., dead." But that was just <laughs> a terrible joke. And we're, I, I'm still here. Um, so I got to talk, and I got to banter with him, as they say. It wasn't written in the script. As a matter of fact, the first time I tried to say something on my mic, it wasn't even turned oh, on. Oh, it wasn't live. And I had to go to the engineer and say, you know, you, you should turn my microphone. Oh, well, I don't think they want it on. Well, I had to. Of course they want it on. I had to get sort through that. And when I got it on and finally said a couple of things, David was very encouraging. And he said, he do more of that. That was funny. And I used to. So, what uh, year was this? Eighty-two. When 80, we came. Okay, on. so that was that was on that was on uh, NBC. That's right. You followed. You were the late late show after the late show. We were we were called the late show because Johnny was called the Tonight, the Tonight show. show. That's we right. We followed Johnny. Okay. Late. We were the late. No, we were called late night. Late, late night, night with okay. David Letterman. Late night with David, okay. and that's what uh, Seth um, Seth is doing now. Seth Myers yeah. has that, and he follows uh, Mr. Fallon, who, of course, is doing The Tonight Show. Right. So we were the late show. But David wanted that Tonight Show really badly. I oh, remember that. And he deserved it. And then all of a sudden, this upstart called Jay Leno gets the job. Why? What happened there? Um, you were I, there. You, you were know, there. Well, I was there. I wasn't really privy to all those things. I did see that great, crazy movie that they made about the late show wars. Um, awfully accurate, I, I thought. It was? Oh. <laughs> I thought so. So those From of what you- I knew. Except Dave said they had a scene of me throwing a football at a target. Who would ever throw a football at a target? You throw you bow and arrow at a target. That's what really upset him. <laughs> I do not throw a football at Otherwise- But didn't I, you throw eggs into a fan? Well, and I stood in front of the damn thing. Oh, you did? Oh, <laughs> God, and you got egg all over my, you. You got egg on your face. egg on my face, <laughs> literally, and uh, had to be a good sport. But really, I was just soaking and oh. wanted to get out of the thing. 
um, but got a big laugh. Of course. And that's when I started to realize, you know, right there, geez, if you, you know, if the people laugh, it's a good feeling. It sure is. And especially at late night when you've had a hard, horrible day, you get into bed and you turn on the TV and you want to be entertained. And you guys were the ultimate entertainers. That is true. I mean, you. And really? you were there and you were a part oh. of it too. And oh. Dave, what Dave wanted from a guest is someone who was dependable and would come on with having done a little preparation. Right. That's all he asked. Yeah. And of course you were prepared. Well, I was then, always overprepared. Do you stuff. remember I got cream all over Dave's suit? Well, he wasn't crazy about that. I know, but they said I could do it. The producers said I could do it. And I think I was the first person allowed to sully his outfit. You may have been the first and last. Yeah, probably. I, I <laughs> it just strikes me, you're talking late show and stuff. I've got a, a, a story about King Charles, our current king, the new yes. king of, of England. Yes, Prince. Well, he if was I prince, didn't tell it now. He was prince then, right? Yes. Okay, so tell what me. else would I be? Well, it was right in the 80s after the Letterman show had started, and I had to ask Dave for a day off because I got invited to, when it, when it was Prince Charles and Lady Di. They were in Vancouver, B.C., Canada, opening the World's Fair. Oh. And the two guys in the prime minister's office were Letterman fans, and they said, Paul's Canadian, let's send him an invitation just for kicks. How great. Well, of course I accepted it, and Dave gave me the day off, and I was calling in, I think, you know. Uh, Dave, I forgot my formal socks, my silk socks. I've got to go. Shopping for them. No, nobody had ever heard. My dad taught me that. And, and the prince and the princess were there. In they were there to open the thing, and there was a state dinner. And the guys running it, the logistics for them, were so thrilled that I was there. They said, we're going to get you a picture with Well, you're Canadian, too, yes, so, you, so yeah. you belonged there. They knew yeah, you they were knew like it. You were like a favorite son of Canada. Exactly. And still Thank are. Thank you for reminding and me. And still are, And yes. I was, um, well, uh, I, I had a lovely... Uh, uh, email uh, conversation with Justin Trudeau just the other day. You did? Yes, because oh. Oh, well, I had to sort of uh, uh, politic him about uh, the Royal Conservatory of Music. Can they have a little more money for their budget and stuff? And when I wrote in a form letter as, you know, asked the doctor, uh, Simon, who runs the conservatory, I got a lovely letter right back from the prime minister, Justin. And of course, his father had been my prime minister when I was in college. Oh, great. Pierre Trudeau. Anyway, back to... Uh, they they wanted to get a picture of me with Lady Di. They said, we're going to get this picture. I said, you don't have to. But uh, I feel a tap on my shoulder. I'm sitting at the state dinner with all Canadians, strangers. They said, come with us. They take us into a, a room. They take me into a room where there's a receiving line going on, and the prime minister is introducing the two royals to all oh. of their, all of the premiers of the provinces. Right. They're like the governors, I guess, that we have here. So... They're coming down the line, and, and the Prime Minister, and here's the Right Honorable Premier of Manitoba. Yeah, hello, says, you know, Prince Charles. <laughs> How are you? And they get to me, and it's Prime Minister Mulroney. He doesn't know who I am. And he looks at me, and nobody, he doesn't say anything. And nobody says anything. And all I know is you don't talk unless, until the royals talk. At least I know that. Uh -huh. But nobody was talking. So I had to talk. And I said, hello, Your Highness. Um, I'm Paul Schaefer uh, from the Late Night with David Letterman show from New York. And he says, oh, really? How late? <laughs> How, How late? late? <laughs> I said, well, and this is a first. I said, well, you know, we follow Johnny Carson at 1230. And he said, well, count me out. So there, Martha, is my conversation well, with King Charles. With the king. How about that? Who is now the king. Yeah. Funny, I was thinking, you know, they said, we'll get you a picture with Lady Di, because she was, of course, a big celebrity then. They should have realized he's going to be the king. Uh, that would have been a shot. Oh, but I do have a shot with, uh, my, with Lady me with Di. Lady Di. Oh, yeah. how great. Yes, it is. How great. Well, that's a sad she story. Her hair was oh. as good as yours, as far as the people that have the best hair in show business. Oh. <laughs> I think it's you, then Lady Di, for oh. sure. Well, Paul is totally, are you totally bald now? Totally yes. shaved? Yes, well, I do shave yeah, my, shaved, my yeah. head, but I don't know. But you look Some so ask good. why, because You, you no look great. Way. You look great. You know what, Martha? Thanks for saying so. I never had the right hair when I had hair. Yeah. And here we, you know, since the Beatles, it was always so important for guys, but this is better for me. Yeah, you look great. You know, and, and, and you, look, and you don't look exhausted. I mean, isn't late night just the most exhausting thing on earth? How do you know that? Oh, well, I work till late at night. <laughs> I, work, I work from early morning to late at night, so I know how exhausting it is. Doing the show every night, I didn't realize it until it ended. And it took me about two years to get 
readjusted. My body clock was such that. Oh, screwed up. There was, and there's a show every time, every day. So 5 a.m. I'd be up, bang, what time is the show, you know? Right. By showtime, I'm exhausted. I was always tired, absolute, just like you but said. But you were, you rehearsed every yeah. day. You, and it, the rehearsal was really, ex, really important, but also extraordinary, great production. And but you, very you, little time. And the, the only uh, producer I really got to know on your show was Robert Morton. Yeah. Morty or Morty Pie. He was notorious. Yeah. How how long was he a producer? Well, I, you know, quite a few years. Yeah. He took over as producer just before we made that big move to CBS. So he was part of that move. So let's go back there first of all. So what year was it when CBS when NBC said, "Sorry, Dave, it's going to you know, it's going to sure. Jay Leno." I, I think. Well, I think we were twelve years on. CBS, so that would take us into about ninety four. Okay, so then they said no to David, and they gave him one one more year. One more know. year, and then he moved straight to to CBS. CBS they got him his own in theater. the time slot in the time slot that he wanted anyway, eleven thirty. True, and uh, and that was called, uh, and then he was followed by Conan. Yes. And that's and when he became the late show. Late, late show, show with, with David, David Letterman. Instead of late night. And yeah. that beautiful theater, which I loved. I loved going there because oh. the, the dressing rooms were so nice. And they each had a private bathroom. You didn't have to go down the hall. And yes. uh, and it was and there was always nice things to eat and drink in the, in the dressing rooms. <laughs> have you? Uh, nonetheless, it was sort of the same way it was when Ed Sullivan was doing the show. The plumbing was old New York kind yeah. of plumbing. But that's stuff. okay, as have long as it worked. The, uh, a, a Colbert show yet, Stephen Colbert? I love the Colbert show. Yeah, Back, I, I do too. Backstage though, and I was I was lucky enough to be a guest. Um, it's like a cool club he's got going on. There. Yeah, it is. Backstage, the lighting is oh, all low. Yeah, it's so fun. Know, it's so the, fun. The bathrooms are now sort of like the Morgan Hotel or yep. something. You know, everything redesigned. It's amazing. No, well, he, he has great taste, and he's uh, and he's a fun he's a fun person to be on he with. Sure is. But the most fun right now, I would guess. Well, who do you like now? I mean, who do you watch? Do you watch everybody? Oh, I, tell you, I watch a little bit of everything. Yeah, I miss Conan O'Brien to tell you the truth. I loved Conan. I thought, oh. You know, he really was the guy who. Laughed when things were funny. Yeah. That's what I Well, liked. I got him to dress up uh, and ride a horse with me. He had put a red wig on and an open satin shirt, and he rode uh, and, and the, on my black steed, and he was so, he was up for anything. Did he come up here to do that? Yeah. Wow, good for him. Yeah, he was he didn't great. need a, the red wig, though. His hair is like No, ridiculous. no, but he, was, he wanted to, who was he looking Flowing? like? He was, he was emula emulating Fabio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. 
You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino & Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. It's such a an obligation to be a late night host like that and also to be the sidekick and the musician of the show. So so it started with it started with Johnny Carson. Did he bring the music to late night? Is that what he did? Well, he had a big band. Yeah. Sketch and Doc, whom we were just mentioning. How many how many pieces? pieces oh, 21. Like how many did you have? I had started with four. Yeah. And you know what I learned afterwards, just from watching those late night shows, well, movie about the late night wars and stuff, that Johnny Carson had a meeting with Dave and his original producer had said, now I want the show to be different. You can't have the same guests. You can't have Dom DeLuise because that's who I have. Right. And Dave, fine with that, you know. Yeah. I, we want to have our own right. restaurant. And you can't have a big band. I have a big band. you got to have four pieces. So, oh, so that, so Dave, yeah, so, so Johnny, he you made have a four piece band. That was great with me because I grew up doing rock and roll bands right. and four piece bands. I didn't really, wasn't so comfortable with horns at the time. So, this mm-hmm. is perfect for me. And I, I got three guys who just knew all the songs that I knew. So if Martha Stewart was going, Martha, my dear, key of A, and I didn't have to write it out. We no. all just bum, 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 bum. We hit it. Yeah, when you you knew it. You knew it. You knew yeah. It. And that, that well, when I had the most fun. So uh, so now of all the bands, who do, you, who do you like the most now on the late nights? Jeez, uh, you know, they're all good for some reason. Of course, uh, Questlove and The Roots, fantastic to see, you know, them taking really kind of what I did. I, I brought the thing into the rock and roll era. You did. They have brought it late night into the hip-hop era, and it's striking. And he with food, too. I mean, he writes cookbooks now. He's a, he's, a, he's making a brand. He's a foodie, you know, yeah. and he was doing it... Um, well, you started this whole branding thing, didn't you? <laughs> I, well, I'm one, of, I'm one of the starters of it, Now, yeah. you know, you know, Pete Davidson... He goes out with Kim Kardashian. He actually well, he branded did. He him. did go he out. He branded himself. That's broken up now. Yeah, but the brand. Oh no, he he is now Pete Davidson. He's Pete Davidson, all right. I'm, I'm, he's he's so cute. He's a uh, he's a cute young nice guy. Yes, but um, but he's uh, uh, Kim. Kim, I think, has moved on. Swallowed up by the Kardashians <laughs> and spit out. Right. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so when you're on Letterman. Um, every night is different. Have guests are so different. Who is your favorite guest on Letterman? What 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 are your fondest memories? Well, of course, you know, as a band leader, my my thoughts would go to the music and James Brown. The oh. very first time he did it, I never got over it. And and my little four piece, but he brought two horns and played with my four piece band, and we never played so well in our lives. But once he started singing and dancing shaking that you know what it was just you had to play mm-hmm. and he did it many times after that and every time was like a music lesson so he's charming isn't he he was charming yeah. and what a performer and he didn't know i mean he couldn't read or write music but he just sang you know ooh, he was singing the hippest stuff and the band had to just whatever he sang you play you yeah. know and if he didn't he find you that was i think the real deal if you made a mistake in james brown's band he would fine you 10, 5, 10 bucks. He would? Yeah, I never got fined. <laughs> Luckily, I never got fined. Wow. You know, he asked to see me after the first time he did play because it was such a smash. And when I went in there, knocked on the door, he was under the hairdryer. Uh, 
after the show. With that with that hairdo of his? Yes, but not a blow dryer. I'm talking about a full helmet and a chair that carries. Well, see, you why, because he was sweaty or what? Well, his hair all would come down, oh, yeah, and it's very oh. important to him. You know, hair got to be, he used to say, hair and teeth. If you have those things, you can be a star. <laughs> and I think he was right. But talking to me under the hairdryer, he's like, you know what He's hard to understand anyway, but with this, I'm down there, you know, trying to listen. to. I was down on my knees in front of him, and it was like he was on a throne in that hair dryer, but that's the way it should have been. I really So who else? Who else? Um, Well, I mean, when Robin Williams did it, you could relax. And you wouldn't look forward to the show because he, you know, he was. He took over. I yeah. Mean, I, he was on my show too once. And boy, I mean, he just, so he, he had the fastest mind yeah. in, in the comedy, in the comedy world. The fastest. Shot a com- out of a rock. A computer mind, right? Yes. yes. And uh, he was like Hal on, on, uh, on the spaceship. Yes, he was. One thing would set him off and he'd go into a whole different. Uh, a whole different vibe, and a, and a different language, and a different accent. And, I mean, he was the fastest, yes, but uh, I loved him. I loved him. Uh, do you remember any disasters on Letterman? Well, sure, there were some disasters. I certainly had my share of disasters. One time, um, Anthony Newley, whom I loved, and he, but kind of fool am I? That's only <laughs> one of the great. Right. songs he wrote it and we had him he was going to do a big favor for us and sing our little theme for the viewer mail segment viewer mail viewer mail and then i, I wrote a little thing in for him everyone laughs at the viewer mail clown because <laughs> he was always yeah, he could just make anything clown. Out. but when when i went into the to the big ending viewer mail I was in the wrong key. I took him up about a, a good fourth or fifth higher because I hadn't written it down. I thought I was so smart I could just remember. And his ear was so good that he followed me into the new key and sang this note that was higher than any human had ever. Oh, and I felt so bad. And after he went off from backstage, I heard, and we can swear, you could just yeah, say, sure. this is what I heard after he went off stage. <laughs> oh my God, I felt so terrible. But I wrote him a long letter. You always hurt the one you love, and he he wrote a lovely letter back. And oh, luckily okay. Had a good sense of humor. Okay. There was my one of my worst disasters. But see, see the the ordinary viewer has no idea what goes on in those shows. How difficult, how difficult, and how how intense they are. They are really intense because you have one hour to get everything in that has to get in and make everybody look good, sound good, uh, feel good, blah blah blah. Right. I think that you know. Martha, from doing it so much that if you had uttered one thing that Dave gave an idea, he would change the whole show. Nice. Let's cancel that. Let's. Martha said that. Let's bring in a horse. Can we? How fast can we get a horse? That's right. And everything would just change on the drop of a dime mm-hmm. or whatever you said. I don't know if the other shows really are like that. Oh, I loved when he went to the deli. Did you ever go to the oh, deli with him? Of course, him? yes. Oh, a Rupert G. <laughs> And May, and um, they were so great because they weren't trying to be... They were natural. Yeah, they weren't trying to be funny on camera or get the laughs, but the laughs just came naturally. And I went, I participated. The city awarded them a lovely thing, being a a small business, an honor. I was there to honor Rupert G. and May. Yeah, so great. So what about the Oprah stuff? That was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Dave didn't always tell me the whole story, but... My recollection is that we were in Chicago doing a week of shows. Oprah came on, and the audience was kind of mean to her. The audience was waiting for Dave to insult her. Hmm. And that's my recollection. And somebody even said, Ripper Dave, or something like that. Wow. Yes, and it wasn't Dave's fault. And then it just exploded. But she took it as Dave's fault. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so, yeah. Because I, I I never knew the story, and I was always wondering why, why, what is this controversy, and and why won't Oprah come on David Letterman? Yeah, you know, a good feud is always, as we know from Jack Benny and <laughs> Fred Allen, you know, a good feud is worth ratings. And when they finally did reconcile, and I think they did a Super Bowl ad together, uh, right? It was fabulous. Everybody yeah. was thrilled. And Leno too. Everybody was thrilled to see them all together. But did anybody else, in your recollection, refuse to come on your show? Sure, people. Some people were afraid of Dave. They didn't want to come on. Yeah, kind of a sad story. Come reminds me, 
the, the great Don Everly of the Everly Brothers. Oh. Before, he just died recently, like last year. But before the year before, I had done a, an award show with him in Nashville, and he was talking to me and he, about his brother. He still kind of resented his brother, Phil Everly. And Why? Said, Why? Well, one of the things he says, you know, he wouldn't do Letterman. He wouldn't let us do Letterman. Oh. I was dying to do it. He was afraid Dave was going to bring up something from our past, oh. and he wouldn't do it. And... So they're one example of people who wouldn't, you know, we would have had a great time playing with the Everly Brothers. Boy, did I love the Everly Brothers oh. growing up. That's high school music. Yeah. Wow, they were so what great. What a sound. Yeah. And so influential, yeah. even on the Beatles. Yeah. Yes, so they were. So much Beatles stuff. Yeah, the guitars, some of those Mersey Beat guitar stuff yeah. that they played came right from the Everly Brothers. I loved listening to them, and and I think I, I, think I actually saw them play live someplace, someplace mm-hmm. in New mm-hmm. York. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. How often do you see Dave now? I see him quite a bit. You do? Very, um, and I'm very touched by the fact that he, he really wants our friendship to continue. So we speak on the phone often. We get together when we can. Well, he's living in the same hood. We're basically in the same hood, yeah. Yeah. He's a little bit farther away from the city than you and I are. 
Uh, I live in, close to you, Martha. Yeah, I know. Which you know, but the people may not know, but that's a, a kind right, of an interesting Yeah, here, here, right around Bedford, Bedford uh, and Bedford Village, there's five little towns that make up Bedford. I don't think people know that. Cross River, Bedford, Bedford Hills, Katona, and, uh, Mount, Kisco. and Mount Kisco. Yeah, we're all in the same little area. Yeah, and uh, and it's, so Dave is up a little farther north. Yeah, but uh, I do drive up there once in a while, and we have a, a dinner and talk about uh, the old times and the same things, yeah. and same jokes. Well, I, I still enjoy, I'm enjoying all his interviews that he does too. It's really yes. it's really fascinating. So you were a band leader for for how many years then? Then well, 30, combined with the two networks, it was thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah, that's Pretty a much that's a night. lifetime of work. It really is. Yes, it is. I've and been, what I, about your band? Where are they? Where are all everyone doing different things? Um, Felicia Collins, uh, my female guitarist, whom you remember, uh, spending most of the time with her mother in Albany. But she and I both uh, sat in with a great band that we love called King's X uh, during the summer, and I got to see her. Will Lee, a blonde, good-looking bass guitarist, busier than ever mm-hmm. worldwide and, and then getting on the internet and playing bass for people over the internet and uh, everything in between. Some guys kind of retired, other guys uh, you know, never worked harder. So Nikki Schwartzberg's my makeup artist well, and this is her a, dad knows you very an well. An old friend of mine, Nikki Schwartzberg. <laughs> she got married though, didn't she? Oh yeah, she's now, she's now um, Nicole Toy, T-O-Y-E. She married this fabulous Chinese hairdresser. Well, my, Alan, uh, her father, is one of the great studio drummers. Having played on so many records, it's hard to count, from Tie a Yellow Ribbon oh. up through the disco era and Never Can Say Goodbye. And he's still playing. He's and he, still yeah, playing. And he's still playing. And uh, somebody just sent me a record by Cerrone, the, the French drummer that he and I played on together. Anyway, he, he told, you know, and I've known both of his daughters, Nicole and Simona, since they were born. And uh, he told me what it was like when you came over to Nicole's house. Though. Oh, yes. Do I think that Susan, his wife, cleaned up a little bit? Oh, my God. For you before you got they, there? They, I, oh, they, they were, were they, probably running They around. were still cleaning when I got Martha there. Martha Stewart coming <laughs> to their house. That must have been something. Well, that embarrasses me when people don't think they have to clean for me because I don't care. I'll clean for them. <laughs> I know you would. I will. I'll polish their copper. I know you would. But <laughs> you've got a, a brand and a cred, you know, and a rep. So you grew up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of showbiz comes from Canada. It's funny. A lot of people come from there. Certainly right now with the Saturday Night Live wave of comedy, a lot of comics in that genre. But you started, you were on Saturday Night Live also. Yes. Doing uh, what? What did you do? I was a, I was a pianist uh, for Howard Shore. He was the band leader. I was a writer of special musical material because I knew a lot of the kids like Gilda, Belushi, oh. B- Billy Murray. Uh, I knew them from before. Some of them were Canadians, like Dan Aykroyd. I knew very natural for me to start working with them and writing with them. And by the fifth season, I even became a uh, what they called a featured player. I was in sketches. I was trying to get on camera all through that time, sneaking yeah. on. <laughs> and um, Lauren was amazing in that uh, just the piano player, I had all access he would, everybody does him now, but he would say, Paul, come on in. You know, it's Paul, Simon, and I, and Chevy. We're trying to figure out the opening for next week. And I'm just a pianist, but uh, I'm in there with them trying to figure that stuff out. It was it was fantastic. I'll always be grateful to the Lord. Well, Chevy's also a neighbor, so do you yes. get to see him often? See him quite a bit. Oh, good. And I officiated recently at his daughter's, his second daughter's wedding. Oh, you did? How yes, nice. I did. Uh. Fif- for $15 on the internet, <laughs> I became a minister. And then I was able to buy a clerical collar for another seven fifty, I think. And I conducted this wedding. And I, having played so many weddings as an organist, right. I knew what to do. How great. I was pretty good. Uh, of course you're very good. What are you talking about? And then Tom Leopold, uh, who, who was a friend of, of a friend of uh, your, uh, I don't know if she's your ma- production manager or what out here, but uh, he gave me a line to use. Uh, the groom went to Chevy to ask for the bride's hand, and Chevy said, hell, take the whole girl. <laughs> so that went over very well. I bet. I bet. Well, how nice. So you're, so you're, you're very busy. I mean... Uh, Not like I was oh, no. five, five shows a week. I'll, I'll never be that busy, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. Well, you, but still keeping up things, uh, doing um, some symphony shows. This is my latest 
passion, really. Oh, like what's what's a symphony show? Well, I, it's when I appear with the symphony orchestra. Oh. I've, I've done four so far. Started with the one in Kalamazoo, Michigan, a great symphony. M- more recently did Long Beach, uh, California. And I do all pop stuff and R&B. I started out with Barry White's Love Unlimited Orchestra. I have the great Valerie Simpson who wrote uh, You're All I Need to Get oh, By and so many. She's my special guest. And that, I just got a new agent and I am hoping to get some more bookings in Oh, that, great. Well, that's that. very interesting. Yes, I love it. I'd love you to come. I'd love to. If I play around here. Yeah. It's, it's really a, a big kick for me. So. Do you ever play at Caramore? I would, I would sure love to do. Oh that. yeah, why haven't you played there? Let's make a call oh, after the. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very friendly with the whole operation there. Okay. Uh, well. For, for those of you listening, Caramore is a music festival that is directly across the street from my driveway. Yes, it is. And, uh, and I can just sit in my yard, out on my terrace, and listen to the concerts at night. I can hear them here. Not nice. It's so nice. But I do go it's also. Like we're living by the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, in a way, it <laughs> is. Um, and they have uh, lovely, lovely performances. Mm-hmm. I went to hear Yo-Yo Ma this year. Really? That was wonderful. Yo-Yo yeah. Ma is an amazing performer. He, he and he was on Letterman a few he times. He did Letterman quite a, quite yeah. a bit, yeah. Yeah, very wonderful, wonderful And a very musician. normal kind of guy. Who- yeah, but he likes all music, which I was really, not just classical, he really loves all kinds of music. And uh, so who are your favorite musicians other than other than yourself, of course, but who do you, who do you listen to on a regular basis? Jeez, there's so many. I still like listening to the soul music of my youth. And on um, Saturday and Sunday mornings on uh, the jazz station, WBGO, they play all soul music. And I'm in heaven, whether it's Wilson Pickett or Sam and Dave or the Supremes, the Four Tops. I love those voices. And I'm still digging that, that old soul music. And still, you know, in my I do a lot of it in my symphony show too. And and which which orchestra. particular you know mu- musicians, the ones yes. who are playing the instruments? Yes. Who we just lost Ramsey Lewis uh, last week, and he was a big influence on me in 1966, I think, when he came out with instrumental version of "I'm In with the In Crowd," playing very simply and soulfully on the piano. Yeah, and that's I picked that up when I was a kid from him. He was one of my favorites. Um, Jimmy Smith on the organ. I love the Hammond jazz organ. Um, we lost another one of those greats too, Dr. Lonnie Smith. Uh, the greats are one by one uh, leaving us. Oh, the greats nice. of this era, you know? And, know. and with them, I think, goes rock and roll. Uh, sound to say, I think rock may be dead. Well, we have, what, what's coming up? We have what, hip-hop. What hip-hop yeah. music replaces it and and yeah. and rap. I'm listening to rap. Yeah, I mean, I, you know where I listen to it most in traffic jams on the on the sawmill. You just open your window and every car is and playing rap. Playing. Everybody's playing rap. Well, in their do you cars. find though that that kind of might make you too excited and want to get out of that traffic jam? Oh, of course. And you start beeping Except for your, a certain gentleman start who beeping your horn well, a and stuff. Chap you're associated with brings things down <laughs> in a very relaxed level. Yeah, he does. He's re- really Snoop, Snoop. Snoop, our friend. Yeah, we, we love Snoop. And and I just got I just got a picture. Um, I, I you don't, you can't even believe that I'm 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 actually friends with these people. Okay, I do believe. I know. I really am. They know how uh, chick. You know uh, when they see one. Dre just sent me pictures of his garden yesterday. Fantastic. And the garden is all marijuana, <laughs> and they're the largest. Bushiest plants I have ever seen, and I asked for the strains. I, I, he didn't send me the names of the strains that he's growing, but it's so fun to to see what people do. I mean, what you great great musicians are up to. And did you watch the Super Bowl with those guys? Fantastic. Yeah, they yeah. were great, right? Fantastic. Yeah, I was out there. Listen, I went to the Super Bowl. It was a lot of fun. They adhere to the, the same principles of showbiz. They do, and they're all fine musicians, and, yes. and they know a lot, like yeah. you. I mean, you know music inside and out. Out, which is what what astonishes me is that during your education you really did learn music you did learn instruments you did learn how to play so who encouraged you and, and did you have to did you have to um, persuade your parents to let you do showbiz well um, you know they were the kind of Jewish parents even in northern Ontario Canada we had them Thunder Bay Ontario. And they said, that kid is meaning me. He's going to learn how to play piano. If it's the last thing I do, you know. So 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 they wanted you you to play. And they had a strange duality. They loved show business and they loved music. Uh, My mother, show tunes and and Chopin. And my dad, 
the greatest jazz vocalist. He mm. really turned me on to Billy Eckstein and, and even Ray Charles, my wow. father. And so they had a secret, you know, boy, if Paul was ever a musician, but really too far-fetched. They, re- they really would have wanted me to have a real profession. And I, was, I graduated from the University of Toronto in sociology, which leads, you know, not exactly anywhere. Uh, but I said, you know, but sociology is good. I mean, it, got, it, it came in handy, especially sure as a band did. leader. I, absolutely. Interpersonal relations. Right. Sure. But when I said to my dad, I think I got to take a year after graduating and just see if I can, you know, what music is like. He said, well, you know, this doesn't surprise me or your mother. And I think they were secretly. Thrilled. You were only child. Yeah. Only. Child. Oh, I think they were secretly thrilled. And of course, very proud of me when I got on Letterman and they could I bet they were they could tune in every night or at least the next day. How often did they come down to see you? Oh, quite a bit. They did. Quite a bit. And they would come to the show. I remember the first time my boss, Letterman, didn't know my parents yet. My mother's sitting in the audience with a big mink coat. And Letterman is out there doing an audience piece and he and my mother right to his left and he said to her, Are you in the right studio? Because she seemed like she was dressed for a night of a thousand stars. (laughs) Anyway, that was my mom and dad. And yeah, they sure were proud of me. So um, you've written music, too. You write music, you play music, you perform. Uh, You're you're an all-round performer. Yeah, not so much writing. Um, I wrote one song, It's Raining Men. I co-wrote that with a great uh, Paul Jabbar. who is no longer with us, but what a talent. And he won an Oscar for writing Last Dance for Donna Summer. Oh, that's such a great song. And then it sure is. And after that, he called me up and said, let's write one now for Donna Summer, you and me. How about the title, It's Raining Man? And I said, I'll be right over. I'm going to go out and let myself get absolutely soaking wet. (laughs) With Uh, all the men. And it was... um, you know, a sort of a fantasy that set worked for the gay community very well. That seemed to be something that they related. Imagine men raining out of the sky yeah. if you were the kind of guy who liked men. Right. That's perfect, you know. And so it was kind of written uh, for that crowd. Uh, but then it crossed over. It turned out to be the perfect tempo for aerobic exercise. And women used to use it in their classes. And they, they got to like it, too. So it became, uh, you know, and it still got legs. 50 years later, I think. May, no, maybe 40. 40 years later. And then your paths crossed with the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr., those guys? Just that um, he was um, one of my favorites. And I'd, of the Rat Pack, I got to work with Sammy. He, he may have been the only one that, really, that I really did work with. Joey Bishop briefly, but Sammy, again, a music lesson every single time. Um, and he didn't want to rehearse. Uh, he wanted it to be spontaneous. Really? But my wife was booking the show at the time, Kathy Vassipoli, an old show talent coordinator from the 70s. And she said, you make him rehearse. <laughs> and, and when he did, he said, you know what? how much fun this would have been if we hadn't rehearsed? And I said, damn, I was right. You know, that, that's how... He was very spontaneous. Spontaneous, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what very I want to handsome, mention. A very handsome man, too. He sure was. Wasn't he? So, do you have any experience with him? No, just just watching him because yeah. I I found him of, of that of that genre that that group. He was just the most most appealing to me. Yes, he was, and of course his stage patter, so elegant it was yeah. almost British. Yeah, it was. He you was know, very dapper. Ladies and gentlemen, with your kind permission. Yeah, very dapper. Yeah, I still say that with your kind permission. People <laughs> think I'm nuts. No, but it's nice. Do you know it's 2020. It's nice. It's nice to do that. So what about Broadway? Do you go to do you go to Broadway? Do you go to see shows? What have you seen? Did see Billy Crystal on Broadway? Yeah, uh, fantastic. He lived course. next door to my daughter, so I got to see him quite often. Oh, down on the West Coast. Down at, no, no, in Tribeca. Oh, here. Oh, when yes. he was in Tribeca, and he was so such a delight all the time. Always funny. Always just. This is the daughter that said whatever, Martha. Right. Every day. <laughs> That's I, right. Yes, I remember her, of course. Yep. And I knew her partner too. Oh like yeah, Jennifer Copeland. Yep. The two of them. See it a small bad world. girls. Yeah. I want to tell tell you about my daughter though, because everybody. Oh yeah, how old's your daughter? She, she's got Martha's got to hear about this because she she'll be interested. My daughter is is uh, twenty nine now, living in California. I got a son, twenty three too, 
But my daughter has her own rescue association, dog rescue, oh. called Pup Culture, P-U-P, uh-huh. and she works 24-7 on it, rescuing animals, rescuing dogs. Wow. Sometimes But in California. Them. Yes, in, okay. in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, and she wrote a book, which uh, I sent you, I think, some time ago, my wife sent you anyway, talking about her experiences at rescuing, and she reminds me of you because she really has the energy to make it into a, what what I think you might call a brand. She is oh, really great. so what, dedicated. What's the name of her company? Pup Culture. Okay, Pup Culture. Yeah. Okay, Jocelyn. We have Jocelyn here, uh, one of our producers, and Jocelyn is uh, our pet expert, and she's uh, and she. So remember about pup. Okay. Check check her out. Yeah, we're yes, gonna check, check her, her out. out her, uh, What's your son doing? She's funny too. My son is in the second year of a master's program, which will hopefully lead him to medical school next year. Mm. He's apply. He's in Boston now, Boston U, doing this program, and he's applied to forty different schools. <laughs> and we, you know, he only has to get. We need more doctors. We definitely need more doctors. And he is a, a type of doctor who wants to help everybody. How great! So two kids on their way to to my big wife. Thing. Deserves all the credit. She did a great job of raising them right up here in Bedford. Yep, how great. How nice. And the schools were great? Yes. Well, we have uh, covered a lot of ground, and uh, and I think that your career is 100% memorable. I mean, we'll never, ever forget the the Letterman show with Paul Schaefer. Well, I sure Right there that. in the headlines. And I and I uh, really love talking to you uh, and being with you this morning. I have had a gas. And Good. And to see your operation up here is, is breathtaking. <laughs> and uh, you were always so nice to me all through the many years in Letterman. And I appreciate Listen, it. I, I, you were nice to me. We're the, we're the ones who are scared stiff going well, on that show. <laughs> fun to get over here and now be on your show with you. It really well, was, Martha. Thank Thanks you, Paul. So much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.